BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker of the live daily talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show. So here's the deal. On my radio show, we're like married up in there, okay? Yeah, like till death do us part or until you want to divorce. Totally up to you. But this podcast is where we date. Yes, you date me. You like, you get to know me. You try me on. You feel me out. And this is where I get to woo celebs, tastemakers, and influencers into falling in love with me. Anyone who knows me knows I'm like a professional social climber. And yeah, I wear that title like a badge of honor. But for real, my favorite part of being in the radio industry for 12 plus years is getting to meet interesting, inspiring, and exceptional people and getting them to talk about the pettiest things in the world. So if you love real talk with a touch of cattiness and a ton of laughers, then you're in the right place. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome to another episode of Taste of Taylor. It's my weekly podcast. Uh, today, I have a very special guest because he's, well, he's definitely not a Bravo celebrity. He's not a housewife. He's not Jerry O'Connell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a different kind of dude. Uh, he's been a friend of mine now for God. We were just talking about like 13 years. Um, if you are a serious XM subscriber, you probably know him. Uh, he is, if you watch Jenny Jones, you probably know him. Uh, he is Jude Angelini, also known as Rude Jude. Hey. And uh, he's on the All Out Show on Shade 45, 4 to 7 Eastern Time, PM Eastern Time, on Sirius XM. Uh, and obviously, I love him if I'm having him on because he's of, he's of the facility. That's what I call Sirius XM. You call it the facility? The facility. A lister came up with it because I like, I like that. When I first got fired, I was so butthurt, I couldn't even say the name. <laughs> So I was like, I got to call it something. So I call it the facility, which is like, it's just like an innocuous term, right? It's not like yeah. negative, but it's not like positive either. Yes. Like, if you're like, you want to go hang at the facility? It's like, that's how, I don't know. If this, is, it, is it fun? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I love the facility. I know if you the do. the facility's listening. So I know. Thank you for keeping me in the, in the job facility. No, I mean, I've got a lot of friends that still work at the facility. So, yeah. I mean, the truth is, it's so funny because uh, I, I've got a situation going on in my life right now where somebody got like, but they, they, they got like fucked over by a company in their opinion. Yeah. Um, and like they're like you know they're they're not wanting to like uh, fuck with anybody who's like involved with that company. And I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. Like I'm like my shit was serious. My shit was serious. I get it. I know that I, I have a responsibility to hold in the matter. And I might not agree with the way things went down, but like it is what it is. And I thank them for the opportunities they gave me. I thank them for the fucking amazing audience that they gave me. And I thank them for letting me fucking learn how to do radio. Literally, they, yeah. like they gave me like a playground to learn. Yeah. So you yeah, got paid to do it too. See, right? Yeah. Paid to learn. Yep. Uh, so I'm appreciative, and um, and 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 I'm still friends with people that work there. It's like when I'm gonna boycott an entire circle of people that are important in my life. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. It, how many how many serious casts have you had on the show? Actually, well, we just relaunched this podcast, yeah. so you're the first one we've had on the show. Ah, uh, you couldn't have picked so anyone better. I know you are. You are I, premium content, my friend. You got OG serious. <laughs> and, uh, like, I know you really. You, I think you are out of all my serious friends. You are the longest standing. The only other people I'd say that are, are as long as you would be uh, Kavino and Rich, but they're not my fucking friends. <laughs> no, honestly no we had beef back at serious oh for real oh fuck yeah i didn't know that you know what's so funny so i had do you know who jerry o'connell is he's I like think. he's remarried to rebecca romaine yep <laughs> i knew that would do it i think i'm just saying rebecca yeah rebecca, let me look at yeah jerry o'connell jerry Con- i have I'm, I'm gonna take a guess that you don't you're an avid watcher of bravo tv that's why i said you're unlike a lot of my guests because like a lot of my guests like i'm very bravo centric i love bravo it's like my fucking jam baby I don't know anything about Bravo. I, wait, 
they used to have pro they had Project Runway yes! and shit like yeah, I used to watch that shit. Yep. Project Runway's coming back actually. All right. I know, I know. Um, but they've totally like fucked up the cast. It's like no no Tim Gunn, no Heidi Klum. It's like Schmodrick Shrumway, you know? Yeah, that ain't probably <laughs> Yeah, you need Tim Tim with the flotsam jetsam shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So um, you need Tim. You need Tim. So anyway, but uh, but yeah. So that's like, like I'm so excited to have you as a guest because you Jerry O'Connell was in Stand by Me. Yeah, he was a chubby kid. Yeah, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's Jerry him. O'Connell. So like you know, um, so I had Jerry on the show and he actually listened to my old podcast like before the relaunch because the old podcasts were like clips of like my live radio show, yeah, the Taylor Strecker show. Shameless plug and um. And basically, if you want to subscribe, just go to taylorstrucker.com, $6.95 a month. Bam. <laughs> daily. Um, daily talk, two hours, Monday through Friday. Okay, that was enough. So um, so he came on, but he like did his research and listened to like the, the podcast, which I was so impressed by because I'm like, I don't even fucking do that much research for my own interviews. I know, right? <laughs> when I got an author on, I'm like, tell me what the paragraph was. <laughs> so uh, Jerry came on and he was like, He's like, yo, you've been in radio for a minute. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, respect. Because he's like, a lot of people that do podcasts are fucking bullshit. <laughs> I was like, totally agree. Yeah. And he was like, you've like really paid your dues. And he's like, you've had like radio wars, Cavino and Rich and you. And I was like, oh, dude, he went in on the podcast. Like, he really, he did his research. I'm super impressed. I'm like, aren't I the one that's supposed to be doing research on you? Yeah, um, he, knew, he knows more than I know. And I know you. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I thought that was funny, but it was, you know, it, it's true because when you work in radio, like, yes, so we're like, you're listening to this in a podcast and podcasting the thing. And Jude and I were just talking about podcasts and like, listen, podcasting is fucking cool. Yeah. But Jude and I were of a time in audio, talk audio, right? Yeah. Uh, where we, you know, there was a thing as podcasting and the, 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 the deal that we were doing was the only gig in town. And it's like radio is, it just is different than podcasting. I mean, maybe you can help me put our finger on why that is, but like it's real time. I think cause it's happening real time. So it's live versus, yeah. you know, recorded. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, you're dealing with callers. It's more interactive with the audience. Yeah. And uh, it's, it, it's, it, I think the tempo's a little bit different. At least mine is. I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm lightning fast, but that's just cause I'm cracky. Podcasts tend to be a bit slower. Yeah. They meander their way. Yeah. The good podcasts that are like really well produced, like the people that can come from like NPR and they'll produce a podcast. Oh, forget forget those. Though the, the, that, that, I, you those know, just like, be sounding good as hell. Well, can, can we like can we give them a different category? Yeah. They're too good. Yeah. <laughs> they're like specials. Yeah, right? Like yeah, exactly. They're like they're like mini series. It's yeah. it's like trying to like put um Shits Creek up against like uh fucking uh what's it called? Uh, uh on HBO Jesus Christ. Um Game Big of Little Thrones. Lies. Oh, oh yeah. Or, yeah. Like Game of Game yeah. of Thrones. Like that's not fair to Shits Creek. Like Shits Creek's fucking awesome. Yeah. Don't put it up against Game of Thrones. That's not fair. Nope, not at all. <laughs> so what I'm saying is don't put my podcast up against Serial, because that's not fair. I know the girl that picked that ding, pling, pling. <laughs> no, wait, was that Serial? Was that? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. She picked, shout out wait, to Jane Marie. Pling, pling, pling. <laughs> that fucking piano, dude, yeah. Most famous yeah. fucking notes in the world. I know, yeah. Pling, pling, pling. Yeah, Jane Marie, shout out to you. And she'll let you know, too. She was like, yeah, I did the piano. <laughs> But yeah, but I feel like that's something like there's not really podcast wars. Like what happens, it's actually the opposite in podcasting world. It's like everyone podcasts is like, hey, friend, hey, friend, come on mine. I'll come on yours. I'll promote you. You promote me. It's like so like friendly and kumbaya. Meanwhile, yeah. radio is like fucking warring between like people that work in the same company. Radio wars is like a real thing that happens in radio. What was you, what was you with Kavino and Rich beefing about? So that's why I was shading Kavino and Rich. So uh, Kavino and Rich, um, okay, so I used to think the show was called Rich Kavino because I know Rich better than Kavino. And like that was it. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm telling the truth. Yeah, I did, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fuck, I'm cool with both those guys too. So I'm just, I, I just wanted to know, like, uh, I, uh, I'm Switzerland and all these shit, dude. I've, I've, tr trust me. Now in my, in my old age, I've learned yeah. that Switzerland is always the place to be, yeah. as, as much as you humanly possibly can. Um, so that's why they, that's why they had beef because you well, just calling them just it. rich and convenient. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that, that that was definitely something that was brought up. Right. We were just, you know, was we were we used to all hang out because Nicole for the yep. morning mashup yep. it was my roommate, best friend from college, and she was the receptionist at the time before she was on air. Her and I were supposed to do Cosmo Radio together. That yep. didn't work out. Lucky for her, not lucky for me. And actually, that's that's not fair. Cosmo Radio was fucking awesome. Um, but. 
um, Cavino and Rich helped us a lot with like like trying to mirror their show. So they were like, while we were doing like written auditions, they were like kind of giving us tutorials. Yeah. So they were like our boys, and we would hang out. And then like the more I got to know them, I was just like I was the kind of girl that was just like not their type of girl. You know, like I would call them out on like like stupid boy behavior, like fuck right, boy right. behavior. And they were like they were like they, they were saying it on the air. They were like, oh, you know, until you're married, like you can fuck whoever you want. It's not a commitment until you're fucking married. And I was like, that's fucking bullshit. Well. So like we just have very different approaches to like relationships and ideologies about like you know men versus women and like and, and gender roles but you and i do too but, but we get along well i no i think you're more you're not like broing out you're not a bro and that's a compliment no, no i'm just jealous. you're not bro culture you're like and also like i i we don't agree on everything but i think that we give each other room to have to respectfully disagree yes whereas the those guys and it's part of their shtick they're like oh we are the highway and i was like i'm not i'm not i'm not here for that so then of course i would come back with like bitchy auntie snarky quips or like come for them and then it was just that's how radio war starts just like little things here and there and the audience is also a key factor Uh, in a radio war oh they always it's a game of telephone and so they tell a story and it's like nah that's not how i said it no that wasn't my intention so what real do you want to know what really got us into a big fight so one day we because like the other thing too is listeners listen to both shows right so they yeah. call and they're like yo like why don't you guys get along this that and the other and they, oh, they said this about you and they said something about like the way i looked or whatever and i was like listen of course they think this you know and i was like i'm not the kind of girl and i was like i'm never gonna like they would never end up marrying me and i'm like i'm not some fucking blow up doll that works at fucking hooters and like has no fucking brain that's what i said and that was that. And that was just my assessment of the type of girls that they're into versus the type of girl that I am. Right. Um, and that was that. Come to find, Rich was engaged to Miss Hooters. Get the fuck And out I of had here. no fucking clue. Oh. And of course no one believed me because it was so spot. I'm like, sorry, I know him so well. Meanwhile, though, she's not a blow-up doll. She's right. not stupid. Right, so, right. But, like, I, but the thing is, they thought I was saying those things about her. Yeah, it, 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 w- it would make sense within the of context. Course, yeah. But the truth was, I was just like, I was just, I, I, I just nailed him with the Hooters thing. I don't know where it came from. And not she didn't just work at Hooters. She was Miss Hooters, and her last name when before they got married was Hoots. Get the fuck. Out of <laughs> She's a beautiful girl. They're still together. I think that they're still together. I think they have kids and stuff too. Yeah. Anyway, so but like you know, so anyway, I was at Nicole's wedding, and her and I had a she legit, we legit fought at mashup Nicole's wedding. I mean, I, I I was friends with serious people for a long time, and like the morning mashup got involved, and like Rich was there, and it was super awkward, and so that just fueled the fire, and it just like made things worse. So like we were in a deep deep beef, but recently. I had an audience member who still subscribes to Sirius, yeah. and she subscribes to my show, The Taylor Strecker Show, and she called in, and she was like, I got to let you know, I think the beef is about to be squashed with Kavino and Rich and you, because they were saying super fucking nice things about you, like how they were doing some sort of live show, and they were like, it'd be so cool to have a female element. You know, Taylor does live shows. Wouldn't it be cool if we, like, brought Taylor on or something? Kavino's also divorced now, and I and we're, like, in the divorce club together, right. and I feel like now that I'm, like, a big old lesbian, it's like, it just changed everything about me in people's eyes. People like lesbians. Thank yeah. God for me. Well, they're just like you, <laughs> and maybe that maybe that put maybe that put your uh, maybe that helped frame your idea. Maybe that helped them understand you better too. Like they were like, oh, you know, she was always hating on the peen because she's yeah. the big old lesbian. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't hate us. She just doesn't, you know, like dick. Yeah, <laughs> and this uh, and it, it just everything we're saying is like ten times sounds ten times worse to her because. <laughs> She hates peeing that much. <laughs> exactly. Unbeknownst to me. Wait, speaking of that, what was your reaction when you found out that I w- How did I even tell you that I was dating girls or dating girl? Look, uh, I was, at first, I thought, I was like, man, she just, I thought, I thought it was just rebound. Right. I thought you were just in some rebound pussy. And I was like, <laughs> because, like, I feel like no one's going to, no one's going to love you more unconditionally than a, a, another woman. You totally. know what I mean? Like, you, know, you can go from, like zero, they they got the jokes about it. Like, what, oh, what they bring no. on their second date? U-Haul. What lesbians yeah. bring on this? Uh, yeah, yeah they, they bring a U-Haul. To so the like, movie, which it, we totally did. <laughs> and, I, and shout out to Ali Musica. Um, me and Ali were talking about you. And really? I, yeah. And um, oh, she, I love Ali. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was a listener, and she probably listens to this. Hey, um, girl. Hey. And Ali, hit, Ali, if you're listening, I know you hit me when I was. You hit me to see if I was good. I was super sick, and I never hit back. And I'll catch up. With you. <laughs> um, 
I love how we can use a show as a like yeah, a voicemail. As, as a fucking I'm sorry. But <laughs> Allie was like, nah, dude, I don't think so. She was like, she's always been she's always hated dick. And I was like <laughs> I was like, oh like it was like the end of fucking it was it was like the end of usual suspects. Like all this shit was coming together. I was like, bing, 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 bing. Like it kind of fucking blew my mind. Like Kaiser Sose. Like, all right, I, I get am it. Kaiser Sose. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, all right, okay, yeah, she's a lesbian. Okay, that makes sense. The fucking, yeah, I get it. <laughs> well, I'm happy that uh, everybody's so cool with it. You, Everybody was so cool with it. Well, that was my biggest fear, you know? I was like, is this going to end it all? You know, it was my parents' biggest fear, but it's they're cool the, with it it's now. It's not the fucking 40s anymore, man. You know I know, what I mean? right? It's not the 50s. Exactly. It's, uh, yeah, we're... And I remember when I first, like, when I first came out about being with Taylor, my brother and my dad were like, yeah, this is good. Like, I'd much rather, like, they, like, they were thinking from the frame of mind that it was, like, short-term. Now we're, like, three years in and, like, in love and, yeah. like, kind of get engaged and shit and yeah, have yeah. a life together, which is a beautiful thing. But, like, I, I think for a minute, like, a lot of people around me were like, ah, it's temporary. It's a rebound. Whatever, whatever, whatever. She's experimenting. It gets crazy. And they, my, my dad and my brother were like, I mean, if I'm a guy and, like, I end up, like, being with a girl, I'd much rather she was, like, in a relationship with a girl, like a, like a chick, than having, like, like 50,000 dicks in her in a year. That's a they good didn't point. say it like that, but yeah, that's no, that's a, that's a valid point, right? Yeah, look, man, I was, or, just, or, or, or you what know concern what? you? Be honest, because I like I like this is what I love about you. You're so you're smart, but you're fucking real talk. Like you're filterless, but you're but you you're 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 like a true empath and you're in a true intellect. You really right. are. This is why you're like one of my favorite people to talk to because you can go in so deep, but then you can also you can also skew so surface. It's my yeah. favorite combination, and. Like, I feel like when it comes to relationships, you break it down so honestly in such layman's terms. So, like, be real. Like, if a girl came to you, if you were dating a chick, and then, like, it started getting real serious. Like, we're talking, like, this is, like, you're falling in love because yeah. I know you have the capacity to be that kind of a dude. And, like, yeah. you're, like, I want to marry this girl. I want to have kids. You know, I want to start a family. And then you found out. She was, like, I got to tell you something. I dated a girl for pff, two and a half years. What would your true reaction, would you, would you be concerned that, like, no, nothing. I'll be like, so? Really? No, okay, that's cool. Like, I understand that, like, it's, it's, like, sex is gradient. It's not like A or B. Like, there's... Spectrum. There's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's on this whole thing. I, shit, even if a girl's like, I fuck 40 dudes. I'm like, all right, okay, fine. Just as long as, like, you didn't let my homies run a train on you, we're good. <laughs> like, I was going to say, is there anything that, you know, would, like, sexually... That would make you say to a girl like, "Ah, I can't." You fuck know what? With you. Would, you know what would bum me out? Like if, um, like maybe if she had a train ran on her and she wasn't into it, and, you, but she kept doing it. Can you translate that for me? <laughs> having like a bunch of dudes smash at the same time, like and, an orgy. Yeah, but like you're the only girl there. Yeah, that's like. Uh, but like, yo, if you if you are that woman that's into it, like, no judgment, then then we're good. But like, if somehow you got finessed into it, I'm like, oh, you hate yourself, and then I, that would be like a sign of like self hate. And, and it's like such a turn off. And we only there should only be one self hating person in the relationship, and, and that would you. be me. I, <laughs> I'm gonna hate me. You don't you don't get to hate yourself. I need well, someone more fuck, less fucked up than me. Dude, I love you so much. Yeah, and, and if we're in radio, we're fucked up. That's that's like it's like comedians in yeah. radio. We're far off. Oh my god! Yeah, you do is freaking talk about yourself. Well, uh, I know it's like free therapy, right? It's, we actually get paid to do therapy yeah. to ourselves. Yeah. What are you guys doing listening to us? Yeah, <laughs> relating. Hopefully, you know what I mean. Hopefully, they can relate to that shit. But uh, yeah, Jude's like one of my favorite people. I love him. I love your vibe. I love your voice. Speaking of which, um. So you can always listen to Jude's show, The All Out Show, and you get to know him on a super personal level. Also, though, I love the fact that Jude has written two books. They're memoirs. Yeah. And one is called Hyena. And the, uh, the second, the follow-up, was Hummingbird. And they're on Audible now. So you can actually listen to Jude read about his actual personal experiences. And the books are so fucking amazing. So fucking good. Because Taylor don't read, so I was like, I, I need to do this shit for Audible. Well, I read the paragraphs I had to read for yeah. you because I love you. I Only for that. you I would read paragraphs. Thank but you. now I can actually fucking listen to the whole thing. I'm yeah. so fuck. I'm, I'm going to get it on Audible. You kidding well, me? Bam. One, <laughs> one purchase right there. But look at that. That was worth <laughs> it. It was worth it. But, um, but you, I mean, I thought I knew you. And then I read some bits of Hyena and I was like, uh, I had no idea. I mean, you've lived, man. You have gone through it. Yeah. And you've come out the other side. How do you, how does one do that? I th it's a battle, man. I think, um, 
especially right now in this day and age, we're just like taking whole groups of people and putting them. It's like it's almost like we've gone back to the fifties, or like it's like we've regressed in such a way. I know. Like we may, you know, like I, I, you don't know what you don't know what a person's going through based on just how they're dressed or how they look or Mm -mm. what where they've been or where they're going. And uh, I, I kind of wanted to put. I kind of wanted to put that my books out there for people that were going through the same things that I was going through depression and mm-hmm. uh d- drug addiction, heartbreak like breakups. Um But but how brave of you to tell your full story? I mean, was there any moment of hesitation cuz like your stories are raw. Like for like get, like let, let's talk about like the one arm one arm stripper story, right? That was like that was the story. Yeah, but that was that the funny thing was was like I like I'm in Flint and it's Michigan. Yeah, Flint, Michigan, LLTs. This is early 2000s and like grimy as hell day shift strippers, which is if you know, the day shift is always uglier than the night shift. They're, <laughs> not, they're not getting well, as it's much. Slower business. Yeah, it's just, just the way it goes. They're not getting the money. We we walk in this place. It's like you can it's dark, but the the sunlight's coming through the door, and you could just see the dust floating. Oh, I hate that. I There's hate no one there that. to check your idea because the bouncer's getting a lap dance. <laughs> and he's just sitting in like he's sitting in some raggedy chair getting a lap dance. Oh. And I, I look over in the corner. It's his lunch break. <laughs> this guy stayed on lunch break. It was it was me, some strippers, and like. They had bullet wounds. They had bullet wounds and scars. And there was an old white dude and a rascal. What a rascal. Yeah, playing touchscreen. <laughs> and and then I saw this woman, like, the white girl with a fat ass. I love big butts. Um, <laughs> before, the, before the Sir Makes a Lot song. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get her. And then I looked, and I was like, hell no, she only has one arm. Oh, I was like, man. So I was like, let's do it. And it was like, honest. But then you had this internal struggle of like, yeah. well, fuck it. Well, Why not? It, it wasn't, it was like, it was, it was so that... It was because I was the crazy guy, and I always had crazy stories. So I was like, "This will be a good story to tell." Yep. And then she gave like three or four dances in a row, and to this dude, and it was my turn. <laughs> and I grabbed her. She was trying to go to the back, and I grabbed her before she could. I'm like, hey, "Excuse me, can I can I have a dance?" She's like, "Sure." And I didn't, I didn't. What I didn't take into mind was like how freaking hot it was in in there. Cause it was just they just had a box fan fan blowing in through the back and uh, oh my god it was the summer yeah she, she it was hot and dusty and just smelled like failure and <laughs> she was like she started doing a dance on me and yo she was just it was just her just sweat all over me and the, at the end of her arm like it was like a stalactite and it just was dripping sweat was just dripping off of her arm and then she was like she was using her one arm to like balance herself on me and stuff and i was i was really bummed out i was like damn dog what have you done i just want to take a quick break to talk about one of our fabulous sponsors for the brand new taste of taylor podcast so if you're like me then you know how hard it is to find the perfect bra that looks good feels comfortable and most importantly that fits great back in the day like I was like buying cheap bras or like I didn't like like the fact that my bra size was my bra size so I was just like getting like crappy ones and I'm telling you it makes a huge difference like a bad bra ugh like it it makes your boobs look weird and it makes you look heavier truthfully and so uncomfortable so I'm telling you I I have a whole new respect for bras And I am all about the good bra game. And, well, that's how I stumbled across an amazing brand called Le Mystere, okay? So they're fantastic. They have a huge celebrity following for more than 20 years. Now I know why people love these bras because they're incredible. They design the most beautiful lingerie and it looks stylish, but it actually feels amazing. For me, that's the thing is like, I used to look at underwear bras like it's like there's lingerie and then there's like cozies, you know? And there's really no happy medium. But... Les Mysteries, they actually nail both. So it's like sexy and it's fashionable and it makes you feel feminine and good. But at the same time, it's like wearable and comfortable. That's what's up, girlfriends. Finally, I don't have to sacrifice sexy for fit. Also, having boobs is kind of amazing. Like, you know, whatever. I always complain about my weight gain. But the good part is I get these awesome boobs. But if I'm not like supporting them properly... 
they're like slob kebabs. So I definitely feel transformed when I wear my Le Mystere bra. This is very important too. And my big chested sisters out there can understand. They also have sizes from A. I mean, in my lifetime, I've actually been like an A or a B, but they go all the way up to H. And I just love how they're accessible to everyone. They are sold to fine retailers like Bloomingdale's, Saks, Lord & Taylor, Dillard's, where you can actually have a one-on-one fitting with one of their brand ambassadors. But if you're crunched for time, like most of us are, you can actually schedule a Skype fitting with a certified bra fitter on their website, which is lemistere.com. Plus, the best part, 50 of our listeners can get a free Lemistere cosmetic bag with their purchase. It's soups cute. And I'm always needing a good cosmetic bag, girl, you know? So go to lemistere.com slash gift and add the bag to your cart and add your other purchases and then use promo code T-O-T to knock the price of the bag to zero. That's L-E-M-Y-S-T-E-R-E dot com slash gift and promo code T-O-T. Discover Les Mystere and discover you transformed. But these are kind of stories that like you tell these raw, honest stories. It's like stories of people like they're like, I don't want to share that with anybody, you know? And that's what Hyena really is. And, and, and I mean, it's like the bravery it takes to share all those stories I, I mean, I I worship you. You know this. I mean, well, I've, I've told you this before. Hummingbird, I got even deeper, and I was petrified to put out. And and the thing and the thing was this. It was like here was the deal. I was like, I had this internal internal dialogue in my brain, like, yo, like tell her to stop because you're good, but like, no, don't tell her to stop because she's missing an arm and she's gonna think it's because of that. But I'm like, well, shit, man, like. People want to be treated equal, so like that's how you would t- tell anybody. Right. So, so I'm like, yo, you know what? I'm good. I don't need any more. And then as soon as I said that, the song was over. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to wait like a millisecond. <laughs> if I would have waited like three seconds, I, we could have both saved face. And she was like, it's okay. I'm all right. And then like, <laughs> it was like this real shameful thing, and I just kind of like shuffled out of there. I was like, I, I told my man, I was like, if I ever ask to come back here, don't let me. <laughs> not let me so here's the deal and i want to talk more about your stories and like i mean just i want to talk about everything with you but first things first like a proper interview we should do i want to give a little back story on you so your name is jude angelini but you went by for a long time in your career rude jude uh and so you're uh you're a a white kid you grow up with with uh, with a hippie mom and you grow up in like a, a hard neighborhood in detroit yep outside of detroit uh pontiac like yeah it's like yeah, working class, just like work. I wouldn't even call it working class. It was like government, government housing. So like a lot of single moms. Uh-huh. Uh, just yeah, just a lot of single moms. Pontiac school district, Pontiac kids. And so you, so and and we were talking earlier, uh, but you, your your dream is to be uh, a teacher. Uh, kindergarten teacher, so you could sleep with single moms. I mean, that's what it came to when I became. <laughs> when you were eighteen. Yeah, when I was eighteen, I, I was being pragmatic. I was like, all right, <laughs> like, what can I do? Like, what can? Because people think that like they're just looking to fucking people. Th- pe- people don't understand nepotism. You know what I mean? Like, they don't understand nepotism. Yep. They're not like, hey, that's a white guy. Let's make him the. Let's make him the president of a company. <laughs> all these motherfuckers that run shit, they all know each other. You know what I mean? They they all know each other. Yes. They don't know me. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to be a teacher because like, like I don't have any hookups anywhere. I was like, I'll be a teacher. They, they need male teachers. And then I was like. Kindergarten's well, pretty easy. Kindergarten. That's, <laughs> I, that's, no one's going to be smarter than me there. So. <laughs> And there's probably yeah. going to be a gang of single moms that I can smash. So then the, how do you go from that dream to fucking ending up, uh, I mean, a, a host, a radio show host on Sirius XM for like the last fucking 14 years? I did Jenny Jones how once. Did you, how did that happen? How did the Jenny Jones thing happen? It was a, a before and after show. I used to be ugly. Now I'm pretty. I want to confront the bully that who and bullied you, me. you were the, the ugly that's not pretty? No, I was the bully. <laughs> And it was tough because, look, Ugh, first off, dude. it was... It was Wait, how does, give me, like, insight into how those fucking talk shows work because I really don't know the ins and outs of it. Well, like, it's, like, it's real? Like, were you surprised? Me and, my, me and her made it up, but what? they didn't know it. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't know that we made it up. So they think it's real. Yeah, they think it's real. Okay. And I think, I think as far as the talk shows go, if you can keep your lie together, they're not going to... Unravel it. They're not going to unravel it. But if they catch you... 
I've seen them put people on buses. Like, oh they'll put you on a fucking bus and send you back to Kansas City. Like, you can get the fuck out of here. I, somebody lied about having three nipples, and they uh, <laughs> they went to go. T- they they brought a woman producer in to look at the, the woman's third nipple, and she didn't have it. So they're like, boom. Kick. She didn't even bother a super glue a prosthetic one on? Nothing. Lazy she was, shit. She was trying to pinch herself, they said. They were telling me just, she was just trying to pinch herself. So that's how that that's how the show went. So I went I went out there to Chicago, and this is shout out to my parents. I love them to death. They gave me love, but they gave me no support. So um, when I was like, I'm going on Jenny Jones. It's like my dad. He's like, he's like, what the fuck are you doing, Jenny? Fucking Jones? Uh, no, this is fucking white trash shit. You don't do that shit. I'm like fuck you. I'll do what I want. Like where the, where, where have you been the last forever? My mom's like, yeah, you can't do. It. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Stay up north with your fucking man, and I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. So I went out there. I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to behave because I hadn't watched Jenny Jones. Okay. I wasn't a, a talk show person, but I grew up. I I grew up getting punked on. Then I learned that if if you hit back, you they won't come at you. Like yeah, they don't want. A, no one wants to get hurt. Absolutely. So if you're willing to go back at them, like they'll chill the fuck out. So I got pretty good. I I got a. I, I had a pretty sharp sense of humor pretty sharp wit and me and my boys would just blaze on each other all the time and we'd we'd get jobs together working in the kitchens and it'd just be fucking eight hours of just roasting each other so i get on jenny jones and uh they're they're all black kids that i was growing up with and we get on jenny jones they bring me out i'm the first guest the whole audience is booing (laughs) and like they get up and start trying to roast me, and I'm just I just start killing them. I'm like, Cause this, you, is, this is nothing. Like right. you got you're not as funny as I Jinx mean, and don't like I'm gonna murder you, lady. This is like the lamest, like most like like suburban white girl thing for me to say. But like, was it like um your mama on MTV? Maybe <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Uh, I don't even. It was with Wilmer Valderrama, and it was like yo mama jokes, and like kids would be like in a semicircle and like going after each other. And I was like, that's so cool because I'm the I'm the worst with comebacks. I fucking freeze. I just say jerk. I mean that always <laughs> works. I I like look man. Uh, I I do the same stuff like I you know I do Instagram lives to sell my book and it's like usually it's, people will be talking shit and I'll click on them to give them my IG live just I'm like go ahead say what you need to say man <laughs> if they catch me in the mood and it's usually a, a like a 15 year old boy and I'll be like where's your dad at and they <laughs> shut up like I just say I'll say real basic stereotype shit and it usually hits right there's a reason for stereotypes it's it fucking you like, might be hitting close to home yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Bing, you could just you could just you could just hear their little heartbreak you know what i mean like <laughs> i'm like go play somewhere little boy like you know um so yeah i just i just you were firing back you were winning the audience the thing over about being an empath is this you're empathetic you can feel for people because you you've you you experience pain too absolutely so i know everything that would hurt me i i know my i know my flaws and right. faults um so by me knowing what i hate about myself i know what you hate about you <laughs> and i'm gonna tell you about yourself do, do. are you a pisces it's my moons in Pisces. No fucking shit. Yep, yep we're bad. we're empaths. I, yeah. I mean, everyone used to always say sensitive, which pisses me off. Cause I'm like, I'm fucking sensitive, which yeah. is a very sensitive person thing to say and react to. Yeah. But we're empaths, man. We can feel shit. And that thing is, we can be that we can be there for you and like as an amazing support system because we know exactly the pain you're feeling. But if you cross us, we'll fuck you up. Yeah, it's you're yeah. so du- you're so screwed. We knew everything that made you. <laughs> I know why you were crying, so I can we can bring that back. We can bring that feeling back. <laughs> So, yeah, that's so how I got on. Like, I did I did that. So you won the audience over, essentially, because you were, like, able to hold your own, essentially, right? Yeah, and I was just a goofy kid. And the funny thing was, it was the first show I saw. I, I went back and saw the first show a long time ago. Yeah. And I was like, I really wasn't blazed. I was more clowning. Uh-huh. Um, but they didn't, know, they didn't know how to use me. Right. So they would have, first they had guests attack me, and I just kept winning. And then... They were like, "Well, we don't know how to use him. What if we have him make fun of the guests, and, and he becomes he yeah, that's rude, Jude. Eighty shows. So that so that fucking came from you going on telling a lie. You were the bully. She yeah. was the before and after. Yep. You guys sold it, and you mm-hmm. were and you like just blew it out of the water. And then they were like, you got to keep coming back. But they wanted, but you were the bad guy. You were the villain. So they wanted to get you, and then eventually they couldn't. So they had to put you on. If you can't beat him, join him. Yep. 
unfucking believable. It was crazy. I got really like I I was lucky. I was uh I was lucky and I took I took what little I I grabbed that little piece of rope and I just held minutes. on and just Fuck yeah. stretched that shit. And then how did that lead you to Shade 45 and all that stuff? Well, I moved to LA because there was no there wasn't like this is like pre-internet popping. Like, yeah, it's there's not no like, YouTube. There's I, no Instagram. Yeah, I'm not. I, yo, if this if if I would have went down the way it did then and now, like I'd be a millionaire. I'd be like the how about that girl? You know what I mean? But oh, like, cash me outside. Yeah, yeah. I'd be oh. like, I don't like her neither. But like, I hate her. But yeah, I gotta respect it. Yeah, but like, yeah, you get the grind. Yeah, respect the hustle. Like, uh, I do. So it's, I'd have been that, but I. I wasn't that. It was it was before all of that shit. And so, like in my mind, like like if I'm watching, like you know, the like the E True Hollywood story of Jude, right? I'm like, that's when he got fucking rich. And you're like, nope. I was getting three hundred bucks a show. I would do the show, sign autographs, hop on a Southwest Airlines plane back to Michigan, and I was like, work. I was working at the gay bar, giving out fucking paper towels in the bathroom and shit. <laughs> okay, so then how do you get on Shade Forty Five? I left. I left Detroit because I needed. I needed some money. Like I wasn't gonna get it. I wasn't gonna get it there. I came to L.A. and just was really bad at auditioning, and ended up <laughs> ended up washing dishes and preparing food at a raw foods place. And my homie was like, called me up complaining he couldn't get it. He was trying to get a DJ on Eminem station. I was like, get me on Eminem station. Hell yeah. I wrote up an email with all these ideas. He forwarded it to Paul Rosenberg. They gave me a trial. Paul Rosenberg. Yep. His what agent? Yep. Holy manager. Yeah. Manager. Manager. Yeah, and then uh, that's that's how I that's a, they get they tried me out and I got a job and I've been there for fourteen years. Do you feel like do people liken you to Eminem and and do you like it or do you not like it? I relate to Eminem. Like, yeah. I, you remind me of him. I don't know him. I know you. Right. But I feel like you guys are like similar. And I mean that as a compliment. But I never yeah. know how people take it, you know? No, I, I don't take I don't. I like Eminem. I, 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 he, he's one of my favorite rappers, you know? Like, I really related to him when he came out. Of course. You know? Like, we had a lot of similar. We had differences, but we had, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of parallels in our lives. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I really could relate to that. And so then you start on Shade 45, and now 14 years later, 13 years later, you're still there. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. That's fucking amazing. I've never had a job this long. You know, like, this is crazy. I think, honestly, well, this is the thing is that we we were talking earlier about this, but I do, I think that, like, audio is a beautiful space to be in for everybody. I mean, especially as a woman. Like, when I do video stuff, like, I have moments where I'm like, fuck, I'm going to get, like, I'm going to start looking old, older. And, like, will I be able to relate, will this young audience relate to me as the host? Like, because of the way I fucking look? That scares the shit out of me. And then it's, like, such a comfort to be like, oh, thank God for podcasting. Thank God for the live radio show. Because, like, I mean, your voice isn't really aged that much, you know? Unless you're, like, smoking mad. Yo, all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's not as it's not as extreme for men, but even like look at me, dude. like I'm balding. I'm a, oh, I look like a petter ass. <laughs> you did not. I look like I'm about to jump out a tree on a child any, <laughs> at any given moment. You don't. Yeah, but like, I and, love I love those fucking jokes. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm just and and I'm in hip hop. You know what I mean? Like so, yep. it's like I, I I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I fuck. I hate taking pictures with. I hate taking, well, this is, this is the bane of my existence, so it's like, I, I get in so much trouble with everyone I work with about, like, my, my inability to be good at social media, and I want to talk about your social media in just a little bit, because it's like, you really are, like, three-pronged, like, you know, like, so you're like, we'll get back to Hyena, too, and, right. and Tommy Burr, but, like, you know, so you've got, you, you, you become, like, an, and you become a fixture in entertainment, right, and then you parlay it into being, like, a, like, a host, which is, like, a whole step up, and you're like, and that, you got longevity in that, then you're an author, you write books, they're fucking amazing, they're interesting, and then all also, you run an insane social media account. It's called uh, on Instagram at One More Jude, and you have like a f- hundreds of thousands of followers upon hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of thousands. And your content is fucking nonstop. It's sick, and I'm assuming that you're running it. Yeah, yeah. And that's a business in and of itself. I make no money off of it's. It's just. Oh, dude, I, you gotta talk to my manager. No one wants to touch <laughs> me because my stuff's so grimy. He'll figure it out. I had, I'm not uh, joking. He's really fucking good. Persol hit me up to do something, and I posted something questionable the, about the eyeglasses. Yeah, Persol, which I, is like a fucking high. high for anyone who's no like a super high end, and like the way you dress is like you dress super. I don't know, like like a gentleman. Yeah, like yes, yeah, like, uh, like 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 a retired are, Floridian gentleman. That's what I want to look like. Well, like I own a, like I own a boat, but I, <laughs> I don't. Have, but I barely get out on it. <laughs> I nailed it. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Yeah. I'm so excited. 
did. Oh man. Um, and so what happened with it? I po- well, I posted this, <laughs> I posted something with Jesus and Muhammad making out and um got fatwad and shadow banned and Persol wanted nothing to do with me after that. Oh man. And it wasn't it was just like a goofy it was like I didn't realize how serious they take Muhammad. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh-huh. very, 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 very. Um, and I kind of was, I was posing it to be like, you guys are overreacting about this. Here, watch. I'll post it. It'll be cool. It wasn't cool it was at all. Still, still not cool. No, I, yeah. There's, probably, there's certain parts of uh, New York I can't. Uh, I'm not welcome. At. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> that I'm not welcome at. Uh, I, I don't got to worry about them taking a trip to come see me or no shit like that. But right, like, right, yeah. right. But, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I'm, I post those pictures to sell my book to a certain group of people. That, so it's edgy and, and kind of like some things you're going to hate, other things you're going to die and because I'm trying to reach this broad audience yep. that are not like quote-unquote non-intellectuals, but that doesn't mean they're not intellectual, you know what I mean? But, right, exactly. Well, it's, it's like grimy humor. Yeah. But I la- but I I mean you make me fucking laugh out loud. So you my favorite thing you do is white people Wednesdays. Which is uh, we're taping on a Wednesday, so yeah. I was there you go. I was posting white Hashtag, people Wednesdays there you while, go. You were, while you were Well, that's what you were doing on yeah, your yeah. phone. Um wh- how'd you come up with the concept of white people Wednesdays? I mean, you fucking own it. It you've cornered the market on it. That was my uh, yeah, it was mine. It, yeah, it's yours. Where wh- when did it when did you when did you birth it? I kept getting I kept calling customer service for something and i was getting black ladies with attitudes and i kept hanging like by the third one i hung up they could not get my shit done and then this old white lady was like i got your honey and she fixed it in two minutes <laughs> and i went off this was when facebook was popping i went on facebook and i was like damn white people are good at fucking at customer service <laughs> And everybody came down on me. This was years ago. This was like pre-Ferguson and shit. Everybody came down on me. Like, um, I was like, damn, dude. Like, they're really, like, they don't they don't like when you say nice things about Caucasians. Well, uh, and also, you are white, in case people don't know, because a yeah. lot of times people think that you're black. Um, but you're, like, a part of the hip-hop culture. You work on Shade 45, yeah. you know? But, I, but, I, but and, and, like, I would say that you probably have uh, just as many black friends as you have white friends, right? Would yeah. you feel like you're more a part of the black community than even the white community? No, I would. I'm, I'm a white dude, and I'm part of, I'm just part of the community. You know the, what yeah, I mean? Like, the I'm, community. I'm just part of the community. Uh, I don't, I'm but you don't a, have a racist bone in your body, is what I'm saying. Not per se, but I don't. This, but I, I understand the differences in races, and right. I understand the differences in cultures, and I think that I think that's where we're getting caught up right now. Yeah, we're like, oh, everyone's the same. Like, no, nah, bitch, we are not all the same. We're not all the same. No, it's true. It's and true. Like, and like, yeah, not. And I think that's how we, by recognizing that and then moving forward, that's how we coexist with one another. Amen. I agree. Yeah. Trying to pretend like it's all the same and we all understand each other. That That's insulting to people. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like I hold everybody to the same standards. Yep. Like there's a certain set of standards that I, if you, if you want to be an adult, I will hold you to these standards. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like I, I, people different, man, like they're just different. So you post this stuff and you get in trouble with yeah. your audience because they're not loving that, you know. It's just fifty-fifty. Half like, I, yeah, it's not the audience. It's the it's uh advertisers. They're like, whoa, got it. This shit is a little bit too hot for us. So then, so then, how do white what white people Wednesday come out of that? Oh yeah, so I posted. Oh yeah, I got. In, I said, I said something positive about, about white people, and it wasn't really received well. They so I, so I said, let me see if I can say something negative about white people. <laughs> And I was like, white people are best at slavery, and they were like, "Oh, that's a, that that landed even that landed even worse. That no, really dude. bummed them out." So I just really started trolling them, and I just started being like, "Hey, you need to borrow a you need to borrow a pup tent. Holler at a white person. White people Wednesday." Like, and I just started like saying white uh, stereotypes uh-huh. and white people Wednesday. Just it started as me trolling Facebook, right? And then people jumped on, and then every Wednesday from then on, it was white people Wednesday, and now <laughs> now it's just moved over to memes. Yeah, so it's right. Just, it's just memes about white people, like you know, it, just stereotypes or yep. them doing or, or cool stuff or wacky stuff or yep. whatever. I, yeah, 
Uh, they're like, you should do a Black Friday. I was like, I'll leave that for a black person. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think that's a good idea. Like, <laughs> I got that good instincts on that it's one. It's like, uh, no. You, you, no, I don't. I don't no, you good. No. <laughs> I'll stay over here in my lane. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's another thing that's important. People knowing what lanes they're allowed to go into and what they're not allowed to go into. It's not even a. It's. it's I don't even like that word allowed. It's like, I can, I can crack those jokes, but like, do I want the agita? No. No, it's not worth it. It's, that's what I'm saying. It's not worth the fucking agita. But like when that was the thing. Like being me and my friends when growing up, when we blazed on each other, like yeah. don't don't think that we weren't like it was no holds barred. We was killing each other. Yeah, and we're talking about all all different races hanging out with each other. Yeah, exactly. We weren't as fragile as cats are now. Yeah, like, yeah, we were a little bit more robust. You think it's a good thing or a bad thing that, as you said, cats are more fragile now? I think. I go back and forth with it. Fragility because, breeds fragility. Yeah. Oh, I interviewed uh, Joan Rivers before, right before she passed. What a fucking honor. Wow. What a fucking honor. At Sirius. Thank you, Sirius. And um, <clears throat> she, I said, what was the hardest time in your life to do comedy? Because I just watched her uh, documentary, her special. And she was on uh, the late night show with Johnny Carson. She couldn't say that she was pregnant when she was fucking like eight months pregnant with Melissa. Mm. And the FCC would have fined if she used the word pregnant. Like it was like the C word today. Right. And um, she she said, I, I thought she was going to say that was a hard time. And she said, right now. And I said, right now. She said, it's so sensitive. It's impossible to deliver jokes without everyone being offended. And it's, it's re- it really, it, you know, it really cramps a comedian's style. And everyone has a voice. And, it, and That's what it is. That's what it is. I didn't even realize it until this fucking moment, swear yeah. to God. And, the, and it's like the person that doesn't have a problem with it isn't going to be like, ha, that was a good joke. They're just going to, they're going to be quiet and, and keep it. taking it in. And then you have like this small percentage of loud people that are dictating what we say, what we can and cannot say. I call those people, <clears throat> This is this, that, that, that type of person is the I want to see your manager type of a person. I want to see your manager. Yeah. That's who's always fucking yep. insulted. Yep. Mrs. I want to see your motherfucking manager. It's, a, it's, it's the thing is, is like they, and we've, we, um, we as a society have given them power, you know, we're, and so, oh, if I complain, I get, to, if I'm offended, therefore I have the power to tell you this, this, and that, and then you'll be, you'll apologize or you'll or you'll get it. fired from your job yep. or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's a really dangerous place for us to be in, but that's where we're at right now. I'm super free speech. I'm I'm for it. I'm like I would rather know that someone doesn't like me. You know what I mean? Like, dude, same. I also, I kind of feel like too, I'm, I feel like I'm super forgiving and I'm a fucking flawed person. And I think you're, you and I are probably the same when you are in radio for so long and your job is to literally talk, you're going to say shit about like your friends, your significant other, your family that pissed them off. They have to apologize for, you're going to say shit that you change your mind on down the road. I mean, I feel like I'm constantly evolving on the air. So I, I know how flawed people can be and I know how people can change. And so I'm very big on forgiveness. I'm also very big on saying I'm sorry. If I fuck up and I'm wrong, I'll say I'm sorry and I will fucking mean it and I will change my behavior. But I think that that's what's wrong right now is people aren't allowed to make a mistake and then say I'm sorry and have it be forgiven. That's the issue for me. People can get offended, but you got to let people rectify the situation. Yeah. Or, you know what, people, like, if you, if, if someone, if, if someone offends you, like, give them a second chance, and if they keep bumming you out, just... Yeah. There's so many different channels that you can go to. Right. Like, why are you trying to shut somebody down? Let's talk about trolls, because I know that you deal with them on your social, and I'm sure you know, I mean, you're you're on... You're, you literally take live calls every single day, yeah. so you probably, you know, uh, get some crazy people calling you and most, blasting you. Mo- most of... Look, I... I, I I don't get into, I try not to get into arguments on the internet. Yep. Like, I, I pretty much, I don't read the comment section for the most part. Yeah. Sometimes I do. Abstaining helps you not get, even go there. That's what I try to do. Yeah, and it's like, you know, like, my main thing is, and I stop doing, like, if I post a picture of my family and you talk about a family member, then I'm going to block you. Like, the, yeah. like yeah, that, we're not even what, arguing. Like, I'll let you come blocked. for me all to live long day because I'm not a pussy. I can take it. Like, and I'm not going to block you. But if you come for my girlfriend or my family, you're fu- um, you're 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 done. You're blocked. Yeah, because the thing is, it's like, look, you signed up for this. Exactly. They didn't sign up for exactly. that. So it's like, hey, bro, like, that's below the belt. Yeah, you want to you and like, idiot. Where do you think this is going to happen? Like, where do you think this is going to go? You you talking about one of my loved ones? Like, right. The, the, yeah, there's been times where I I'll go on there. 
I'll go on their thing. I'll look at their children. I'll talk about their children <laughs> back, and then I'll block them. You just go drop a bomb. Yeah, like I'm petty, dog. Like, yo, I'm I'm petty. Like, don't don't be don't pe- fuck with me. Yeah, like we said, yeah. you know how exactly to hurt them. Yeah, because you felt all the hurt in the world. Yeah, I'm not above it. Like, I drive a Volt. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not in a private jet above things. I'm 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 I feel like I'm working every day like you, bro. So like don't, you better leave me alone. I'm going to come for you. Yeah, and then I block you. Like so so there it is. Oh man. Well, dude, we're actually running out of time. I can't uh, fucking believe how fast that went by. Am I right? Have we been talking to each other for like 45 fucking minutes? I guess so, huh? <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to have to have you back on the podcast because, yeah. I, I mean, you're fucking amazing. Everyone's going to be dying for more of you. And I just want an excuse to hang out with you because you're like my, one of my favorite people. It's good to see you. I'm glad you're still crushing it. And it seems... It, I'm trying, dude. It, it looks like you're doing better than ever. So shout out to you. Well, thank you very much. It's uh, not about getting knocked down. It's about getting up. That's what it's about, right? You got to get up every fucking time. Dude, I mean, I'm scrappy as all get out. That much I can fucking tell you for sure. That's right. I'm a survivor. That's right. <laughs> as are you. Yeah. Uh, you guys, make sure to check out Jude. He, of course, has uh, the All Out Show on Shade 45, which is on Sirius XM, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Check it out. It's fucking great. Also, follow him on social, at One More Jude. Don't troll him. And uh, make sure to check out Hyena and Hummingbird. They're his memoirs. I can call them. They're memoirs, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, memoirs, essays, real short stories. They're, for, they're built for all of y'all. It's ADD shit. Yep. And it's, and it's literally just like, I mean, it's just it's like snippets of his actual life it's his it's all of his experiences go listen um, to the sample on audible so fucking brave no don't listen to the sample get it just get it on audible and right. the beauty is you get to listen to this gorgeous voice and i mean that sincerely read all of your own stories that's fucking cool man i'm psyched about it i can't wait i think you're gonna like it Jude, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Taylor. And you guys, thank you for tuning in again this week. Please don't forget, you guys, subscribe it, share it with your friends, make them fucking subscribe it, steal people's phone, make them fucking subscribe. Um, Rate it five stars, not that one star shit, that's bullshit. And uh, write reviews. I'm telling you guys, it helps me up the charts, and it's all about the image. So thank you guys so much. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to check out my live radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show, as well. Uh, In just a little bit, it'll give you all the instructions on how you can subscribe. And I'll see you back next week for another Taste of Taylor. Bye, guys. Did you enjoy this Taste of Me? Want more? Then go to taylorstrecker.com and sign up for my daily talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show, and listen live or on demand.